Welcome to the My Fence Life bonus podcast series, Ask Me About My Day, where you can eavesdrop on phone conversations between Dan, industry leaders, and fencers from around the country to find out about their day. Uh, radius fencing or perimeter fencing or... Yeah, yeah. I don't radius, even know the full perimeter. name of it yet, but You it's don't a, know, man. As long as that check cash, that's, that's right. all you worried that's about, right? right? <laughs> Hey, what's up, Fence Lifers? Man, we got a great guest for y'all tonight on this Ask Me About My Day. Um, as you know, I've been hanging out, running around the, the country, going here, going there. I've been to D.C., I've been to Texas, um, getting ready to head to Tulsa. And on my travels, I ran across the one and the only Randy Ward. Look, guys, if you don't know Randy Ward, he's a hell of a guy, great guy to know. Um loves the fencing industry, loves business, loves just helping fence guys. And that's what we want. We want people that want to help fence guys, right? So, uh, man, let me bring him on. So, Randy, how you doing, man? Good, Dan. What a pleasure to be on your show. Feel honored. <laughs> you, you've never been on the show, have you? I have not. Wow. So, um, man, I heard the big news. Uh, on uh, protecting your anus, I mean protecting your radius podcast. <laughs> uh, I heard the news that you're making a career move. You just um, switched from uh, working with Benford, which uh, you loved working for and had a great relationship with. But you are taking a a little uh, sidestep and going to help out your buddy Nathan Downs, and you're going to work for him at uh, protecting your radius. Is that yes, the name sir. of this company? Start Monday morning, uh, radius fencing or perimeter fencing or yeah, yeah. I don't even know the full perimeter. name of it yet, but you it's don't a, know, man. As long as that check cash, that's, that's right. all you worried that's about, right? right. <laughs> so, um, so you're you're going to work for him, and uh, you know, what is your name on on uh, Instagram? I'm Randy the Fence Guy. So I had this guy liking all my stuff on uh, Instagram, and I was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" I clicked on it, and there's Randy's big old smiling face, and um, so he's he's active on social media great guy and you know what a lot of people don't know who he is where he came from and how the hell he got where he's at so i was like you know what randy can you gotta take about 20 minutes with me and explain how you got where you are and where you came from and and what you are to the fence industry so, absolutely what well, you got I, buddy i love the fence industry basically i'm a lifer in it uh i was in it before i knew i was in it i right out of high school i went to work in dairy construction and uh, really considered myself a cement guy, cement finisher, but we built miles and miles and miles of pipe and cable fence, right, for dairies, and we built cow shades. We set posts for feed stanchions. I mean, that's this part of what we did was set posts. Well, things got slow, and I was married with uh, three kids, and uh, my brother, my younger brother, worked for a fence company in Sacramento. So uh, we were living in Tulare, California at the time. So I, 1985, January, come home from work, said, baby, I just got laid off, work is slow. So we loaded up. Uh, that was on a Friday night. We went to Sacramento. I had an interview on Monday uh, with Clark Whitaker Fence Company. And they said, when can you start? I said, I got my pliers in my pocket. And uh, 
that started my career in the chain link fence business, and that's what I've done ever since. And when was that? What year was that? That was 1985. Whoo! Wow. Yeah. I was like, don't 10. seem that long ago, but I was 25 years old. I was 10, 11 years old. I was probably still uh, in diapers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Maybe still wet in the bed. I don't know. Anyway, so, yeah, so that's when you started. And then what happened from there? So you went to Sacramento, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah, so uh, basically I I went from a helper to the welder to shop foreman, started doing gate operators. I was kind of their one-man guy. I went out and fixed stuff. When we started doing access control, that was me. Uh, so you're a big AFA guy. So back in those days, were you going to classes and getting certified for gate automation and all that stuff? No, sir. Uh, where I did take training was uh, our supplier, Incon Electronics. And uh, Incon had a lot of great people, Tim, Tim Nordstrom, uh, Zach Eichenberger. Uh, they're all control product guys now, but they're instructors with AFAU and all that kind of stuff. But uh but they trained me, and their company trained trained me and my brother, actually, in gate operators. We did Stanley gate operators back then. Wow. So, so was the AFA doing classes back then? Had it been established yet? You know, I, I don't think so. I think that started in the uh, late 90s. Uh, Philip Dahl would be better to tell you that. But I, I really never got involved in the AFA till I, we moved to Oklahoma. Okay. So, so you're working in Sacramento before you know it, you're a full fledged fence guy, right? So how to, what, what else happened in Sacramento? Did you grab your fence pliers and haul ass out of there and find a fence job somewhere else? Well, no, what I did is, uh, I've never been a hopper. I, I worked for the same fence company. Then in 1992, my brother and I started a, uh, our own fence company called Viking Fence and Automatic Gates. And, um, it was him and I and one of the salesmen from there. And, uh, that was in 1992. Uh, Leroy left about a year later. And then two years later, my brother quit and got a real job. And then me and my wife, we just kept plugging along and, uh, turned it into something. And uh, then in, uh, 2005, uh, we just had all week instead of California we just sold out sold the fence company um and to be honest with you Dan I was so sick of the fence comp fence business I thought I'd never go back I was just so <laughs> burnt out at all the stuff that we all talk about employees waiting on your money from contractors and blah 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 but after I took I basically took a year off of work period and we moved to, uh moved to small town Tahlequah Oklahoma uh uh capital of Cherokee Nation, actually. And uh oh wow. After uh after a year I needed to go back to work. And uh I was gonna it's kind of a funny story. I was gonna I was checking into this little franchise and I actually was down here in Dallas visiting a guy and wherever I met him, I can't even remember, but they'd had a TFA, Texas Fence Association meeting, because they still had to sign up. And all I kept thinking about all day was that. Because I was actually, I did belong huh. to the California Fence Association. That was before unification. And uh, 
Anyway, long story short, at the end of that day, I told this guy, I said, man, I ain't, I ain't going to do this. I'm a fence guy. And I went, I went back to California, okay. Oklahoma and looked me up and found me a fence job. And here I am. So who'd you go to work for in Oklahoma? Uh, I actually went to work in, in Arkansas for, uh, it was a distributor, General Wire. Uh, they were a manufacturer of uh, uh, hot dip galvanized chain link, and they were a small distributor, and uh, they're now Southwestern Wire. But I worked for them for two years, and they shut that branch down. And I went at that point, I went to work for Modern Fence and Supply there in Springdale, Arkansas, and I, I was a general manager there for about 10 years. Oh, wow. So you've been a general manager of a supply house, right? No, not a supply house. We were a contractor. Modern Fence was a contractor. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I did the supply. I did the, the so distribution thing for about two years there. And then I went right back into contracting, kind of like I'm just doing now with Nathan. Two years in distribution, back in contract. Okay. All right. So, man, you got a lot of fencing and a lot of, uh, of, oh, wow. Got a lot of shit under your belt, no? That's all I know, man. I wonder how much money Nathan's paying you. You should get a raise already. Oh, just geez. after hearing your story. Yeah, you just look, make say that real loud. <laughs> Nathan Downs, Randy Ward needs a raise already. He hasn't even started yet. <laughs> so, um, so man, so now you're headed over to. Uh, oh no, no. So the AFA. I want to. I want to. So how'd you get involved with the AFA? So. When I decided to come, I kind of had an epiphany when I was decided, look, dude, I'm a fence guy. That's all I know. At that point, I was all in. So uh, when I was with General Wire, I started getting involved with the Midwest chapter. That was our local chapter. And I just started going to meetings. And I just, you know, I love the people anyway. And uh, I'd always wanted to get involved, you know, but I had, I had, big family, little kids, and I just didn't have, just didn't take the time. And uh, so that's when I got involved in uh, Dawn and Deb Roach. Uh, Dawn was our chapter president, and he, he approached me to to be president, and, uh, and that's how I got, that's when it all started. So I met Don and Debbie Roach, and let me tell you, is that is that a freaking powerhouse? Oh. Of they are fence amazing people. Team slash company slash they're people, out. dude. They're the best people in the world. Dude, amazing. I met those where did I, oh, I met them in Lincoln, Nebraska at Matt Warner's place when he had Operation Epic or whatever yes, it was. Mm -hmm. And um I met them and I was like just in awe. I just literally sat there with my mouth over like, who are these people? Where did they come from? And how can we make more of you? Right? Absolutely. Yeah, really. Dude, they are people. they quintessential fence person they're just amazing people i love them so much now don and debbie are real big with uh nafca now yes right yes so. they're they've always been involved with afa and nafta they any way they can help they're there yeah great people man if y'all were they get, at arlington this year uh, uh no they were not i was disappointed i was really disappointed but if you ever get a chance to meet don and debbie roach um, they're from Oklahoma, right? No, they're in Kansas. Oh, they're Kansas. in uh, Western Kansas. Western Kansas. You ever meet this this couple? They do. Uh, is it a lot of farm and ranch? Farm a lot and of ranch. ag. Mm -hmm. They're an ag company. Husband wife team does ag work. Just them two. That's yep. it. Just them two. Insane, man. 
and his wife. She can a, line in a post better than anybody you ever seen. Dude, so that's what I was told. I was told by some of the ag guys that that we all look up to. That's who they look up to. I was like, what? I got to yeah. go meet these people. I went outside, met them. And I, I, I'm telling you, I was in complete awe when yeah. I was talking to them. Uh, I was up there. Cannon Johnson was up there with me. And Cannon's like, man, can you believe these people? And I'm like, dude, this is insane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they really made an impression. And we had, I don't know, hour talk. And I was just like, wow. So, um, so you got involved at AFA. What is your, what roles have you had in the AFA? Have you been on boards, chapter presidents, or I mean, talk to me. So I went to, uh, chapter president and, uh, Tony, Tony's the one that drugged me in on, uh, so. When you say drug you in, like drug you into the AFA, to the AFA organization. Yeah. To the, at the association level, Tony's a very dear friend. When I first met Tony, he was my door king rep and we just hit it off. He's such a good dude. And then he became, about the time I was chapter president of the Midwest chapter, uh, he had became uh, executive director of the AFA. So it are, through my two years being president, when uh, he asked me to run for, at that time, it was board of governor's chair. And so I, I did, and I was elected to that. I mean, I had some stiff competition, too. It was uh, no one. <laughs> 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 man, this is gonna be a tough race, guys. <laughs> it was. If man. I lose, there's a problem. It was like it was like the GOP right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's and from there, I've I uh, at, at that point, I I did the board of uh, the chair, and uh, that was it. I was done, and then. In Phoenix, I wasn't on the board, and uh, our our dear friend Paul Phillips, he had been uh, he was president elect, and right after Fence Tech that year, he uh, he died suddenly. Oh wow! Yeah, it was it was kid man, it was just tragic. So anyway, about two months later, Jamie Turntine, he was the current president there. He called me and asked me to come on to the board as secretary. So I did. So wait, you were the secretary? I was secretary. You should have seen my legs, dude. I was going to say, did you I'm do miniskirt you. Friday? Huh? Was that casual Friday, miniskirt Friday? Oh, dude, it is awesome. We should see it. Man, I'm kind of getting I, a I visual. I got to off, you know? I got, I'm getting a visual <laughs> you in a miniskirt right now. Oh, no. But anyway, so I served as uh, secretary for a couple of years. And then, um, again, I thought I was done. And then... Um, they asked me to run for president. So um, I did. And I so I went from president-elect to president to past president. And then this year, uh, again, the secretary had to resign. So Bobby Batchelor, our current president, asked me if I would serve as secretary again. So I, I was appointed secretary this year. And so this is my last year on the board. But... So my last big hurrah with the AFA is going to be next year in Nashville on FinSTech chair. So I get to, uh, I'll be wow. chair at FinSTech next year. That's going to be, uh, that's going to be awesome. Man. Oh, dude, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to get to Nashville. So, you know, my first, uh, FinSTech was New Orleans and, you know, I've been in the fencing now 25 years 
and it was 2021 before I went to my first AFA. So I started in 99 and it took me 22 years to get to a fence tag. Is that crazy? But, you know, I didn't know about it. Nobody in my area was like, you know, anyway. So uh, then I went to Oklahoma. Oklahoma was better than New Orleans. Now, granted, New Orleans, my hometown, I got to at least come up with an excuse why it wasn't so good. <laughs> but it was in the middle of COVID. And, it was. You know, we had a... We uh, barely got to do it. Yeah, we had a Democratic mayor. So it was like the whole mass thing. It was It was crazy. But I think we made do. Right. So we need to go back to New Orleans, try it again. Right. And then, uh, then we went to Oklahoma and I was like, wow. Okay. Oklahoma. I was like, this is what a fence tech supposed to be like. Yeah. Like, it was amazing. But after that, I was like, man, Nashville is a really great destination. And I was supposed to go to the Nashville one in 2020, but they canceled it because of COVID. I was president. I was so excited to go. My, to Fence Tech in 2020 being president. And because uh, Nashville was in 16, we were in Nashville and it was amazing. It was just, it was at that point until Oklahoma City, Nashville was my favorite place. But I, I will tell you, and I do think Nashville is going to be better than Oklahoma City, but Oklahoma City was a fantastic Fence Tech. I mean, it was a good time. Yeah. So, um, Man, when we left Oklahoma, I remember it was me, Susan K. Worley, and uh, Kevin Steve. We were driving back to Louisiana because I drove. And um, we were like, man, if Oklahoma was this good, Nashville's going to be out of control. That's why uh, we're calling it Smashville, Tennessee. Yeah. It's going to be a hell of a time, man. Well, um, let me tell you what's going to be really good, if I can interject. Tell me what's going to be really good, right? So everybody talks about the the epic party that Robert Whitaker and Chance had out there, right? Yeah, it was uh, pickets and pitchers or yeah. something. Yeah, and it was, you know, and they just did that on their own. And uh, so this year they reached out to the uh, to AFA, and we all partnered together, and we have been working with them two guys who are just a couple incredible young fence guys. And uh, they got so much to offer. And, dude, our opening party is just going to be sick. I mean, it's going to be amazing. So I've been hanging out with uh, Chance Whitner a little bit. And he's uh, gave me a little bit of of enlightenment on what that's going to be like. And I tell you what, that's going to be one hell of a show. It one is. One hell of a party. That's going to be the pre-party of the pre-parties. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's going to be the best one we've had. I mean, it's just so much young, young people. Uh, that's where that you know we're going to have all of our special interest groups. You know, the uh, the women in fencing, the young fence professionals. Uh, we have a new veterans in fencing thing that we're kicking oh, really? off there. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Brian Butte and, and uh, McKay Lundgren have. Really, it's really a passion of Brian's. I'm sure you know Brian. Oh yeah, Brian. Brian's my chapter president, man. He's a he, he he's a hell of a guy. Oh, man. dude, he's really is. Oh, he's such a good guy. So if you I don't know. like Brian, I probably don't like you. <laughs> you just saying that because Brian listens to the show. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, um, you know Brian's a good guy. So I'm I'm gonna be recording a show with Matt Wynn from Canada. He actually was on Halloween night, dressed as Joe Everest on the show. Funny as shit, man. <laughs> 
but you know, uh, I don't want to be a spoiler alert on this, but I called up Brian and said, man, we got this guy. He's a fencer. He's all over Instagram. He's recording stuff every day and he's traveling everywhere he can to be involved. This guy drove from Canada all the way down to, uh, Vegas for the Fed show. All right. Yeah. He's driven to Nashville, outside of Nashville, for the expert stainless steel universities. Just wants to be involved, right? Yeah. Well, you know, those guys, they work eight months out of the year, and he's only got so much money saved up for the winter, but he wanted to come here. I called up Brian. I was like, you know, I was, well, first I said, hold on. I think I can make something happen for you. I called up Brian. I said, Brian, we were supposed to give four scholarships away. We only gave three out. We budgeted for the fourth one, right? And he's like, yeah. Like, Where are you going with this, Dan? And I'm like, just hold on. I'm getting there, right? I'm trying to convince him before I tell him. I said, I got a guy in Canada who doesn't have an, any type of AFA representation, but he wants to get involved. Why don't we just give him the scholarship? We aren't budgeted it, right? We got the cash. Why are we holding on to money? Let's burn through this shit, man. You know? But yeah, you know, so... Uh, Brian was like, I like the idea. So he said, let me call Nick Reich. And I'm like, well, I already did, but you can call. So he called Nick Reich. Them two talked about whatever they talked about. Called me back, said, look, this is what we need to do. He's got to be a member. Okay, no problem. So we got him to be a member. Uh, we ran it through the board, the Gulf South Chapters board. And uh, we didn't have a single name. Everybody on the board was like, hell yeah, this is a great idea. Yeah. So we got it approved. And the next day he left Canada and drove down here to be here on top. Wow. This happened like Thursday and he had to be there on Sunday night. Yeah. He, and, and then the guy packed up his whole family. He's got his whole family, uh, his wife, two or three kids and a dog. <laughs> and he's like, if I, he was like, man, if I'm coming all the way down to middle Texas, we're going to go visit my mother-in-law. We're going to hang out for a few months. When he left up there, it was negative seven degrees. You know? It's like, I can't fence. So I think I got him hooked up with uh, Christian Rios with Elite Fence of Tampa. And uh, he's going to work with him over the winter while he's visiting his mother-in-law and make some money. Man. Well, man, that's fantastic. But isn't that amazing how that... That's our with, fence community, right? Right. That's how, that's how being connected and networking works, whether... Yeah, the AFA, the FWA, the NFAACA, the LMNO, whatever, whatever it is, whatever man. it is, man. That we're we're all trying to help each other. We are, you know. So I think that's an awesome thing. The guy gets to come down here and uh, and be involved, and we were able to make it happen for him. Man, kudos to you guys in the Gulf South, man. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, that's thinking outside the box. I think know? we should win the trophy again this year. Oh, no. That's that's impossible. We can't. <laughs> Midwest got to get that back, man. <laughs> I hear you. So, look, that, man. That should get you some points. I'll tell you that. I know. We need we, Yeah, we need to get some points from that guy. He crossed borders. Absolutely. Rivers. We need mountains. to find a new line item for that one. <laughs> I think that gets like 10 trillion points. <laughs> anyway. Man, it was great talking to you, Randy. I always love your text. You'll shoot me a text every once in a while. Great show today, Dano. And I really appreciate that support. I appreciate your support on Instagram and stuff. 
So, guys, if you want to go see Randy the Fencer, he's on Instagram. Check him out. And uh, get involved, guys. Find somewhere. Get involved. Get connected. So, and uh, y'all keep on fencing. You've been listening to My Fence Life. Yes, we like to have fun. Beer, bourbon, and business. And although we have fun, we take our business very seriously. Dan Blanc is known as the Fence King, and he's been providing high-quality fence solutions since 1999. He's connected to industry leaders, business leaders, financing experts, and marketing gurus that will be on the show to talk about their success stories. To find out more about us, hit the website at myfencelife.com. Listen to the show wherever you consume your content. We are everywhere. Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. See you next time on My Fence Life.